Ah, welcome, welcome. Oh, it feels so good to be here. The development of Trust Weekend. Woof! <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> I just love these online retreats. You know, we've done quite a few of them now, and the, the depth and, and the intimacy is what I... Uh, it really just blows me away, and uh, I'm just so glad and so appreciative that uh, I can share this with you all. So, yeah, we're in for a great weekend. Um, you know, I really feel I and all of us here really live and breathe trust. <laughs> we live by the development of trust and in trust, and uh, it's what we do. In every moment, I feel the development of trust is happening when you know, we're going from wrong-mindedness to right-mindedness. It takes trust to do that. And that's helping to, to develop our trust. So the line that keeps coming to me is trust would settle every problem now. So that feels like the theme for the weekend in my mind. And uh, we can hold that out there as our, as our line from Jesus. So we're going to start with a song. It just feels nice just to undo the day wherever you've been, just to really come in and get focused and just be really with us. Um, you know, and if you had any other sort of appointments this weekend, it'd be really good to think about, you know, not doing those <laughs> and just really sinking in the reverence. Um, if you haven't been here before, these retreats do go very deep, actually. And it's really good to have prayer time for yourself, especially after each of the sessions. So really give that gift to yourself if you can. So Let's sing into a beautiful song from Svava. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you all for being here and trusting. I'm going to open up with a song that I wrote two days ago. It's called My Life is My Own. Trust in you, Jesus. 
Introduce ourselves. You want to start? <laughs> I'm David. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Oh, so glad that you could join us for this retreat, this weekend retreat. Yeah. Here we are. We're all in the studio here, and and we we do we lead such a life of trust, moment by moment trust, that uh, sometimes it's helpful to have one of these retreats just as a reminder of the, the habit of trusting that we've gotten our mind into over uh, so many years and practicing the course where it's just a, an internal connection with the spirit. And so, you know, we can freely quote a passage from the Course, or we can uh, look at some passages in the Manual for Teachers, the development of trust, and give a lot of examples and, and uh, deal with things that you're going with right now, that you're struggling with or that you're dealing with, facing, and it's so practical. But I just feel so honored that we can spend this intimate time together, online together, talking about this very broad topic, development trust, because I would say that this, this is where it will lead to the direct experience of the miracles, the cascading miracles, mm -hmm. and, and really tuning into the Holy Spirit in a most practical way where you can listen and follow, and then as you listen and follow, everything in, in your experience becomes easier and easier and easier because the only problem was listening to the ego instead of the spirit. And when you develop trust, you're not afraid of the Holy Spirit's guidance and not afraid of the Holy Spirit's directions and instructions. And that's when things get a lot easier. So welcome everyone. And, and I look forward to hearing from a lot of you. And I do see some of you on the screens. Uh, we're just recently at our, we had a, a retreat here uh, this past weekend and it just ended on Monday and here we are on Friday we're rolling into the online retreat but some of you were at that retreat and you are living examples because that took a lot of trust to uh, hop on a plane to Mexico and come out of your comfort zone and your house and uh, so we might be going from time to time to some of you just to share your fresh experiences of just having uh, flown down here and uh, gone through those experiences and they're fresh in your mind. So I think that'd be a great witness for everybody. So we're going through some introductions. Okay, who's next? Is it me? Yeah. Okay, hi everyone. 
This is Lisa. Yeah, I guess, you know, whenever we have these retreats, it's always for me. And I just feel so honored just before, you know, we got here, just thinking about all the trust and the trust. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that. You don't need to worry. <laughs> No, but just how honored I am because I just know how scary it can be to step out of the unknown and to step down, step out of our comfort comfort zone, like you were saying with people that came to the retreat, you know, is stepping out and facing those fears and those doubts. And I always say to everyone, it, it really is a development of trust. He's not kidding. And it's the first characteristic of a teacher of God. You can't just trust God. He's saying, you know, like I, when you were singing, Svav, I was thinking, I was envisioning, I remember where he says, when you're scared, envision that I'm holding your hand, you know, that I remember I used to envision that he was holding my hand, you know, because it's like walking through these obstacles of fear and guilt and, and facing the ego and just, you know, just I feel so honored because our life is a life of living in trust and, uh, it's been miraculous and God's promises are real. And it's, it's, it's a state of mind that I just feel so honored actually to be able to support, you know, because this, this is a very radical journey and Jesus is calling us out of the world and, and joy and, and happiness is our birthright. And so it's like really facing those obstacles and facing the ego and and developing that relationship with the holy spirit and the prayer and constantly praying so i just feel like this weekend is just you know it's a real key you can't do anything without the trust so i feel this weekend is an opportunity for all of us to come together even to expose those obstacles together and you know like these retreats are so beautiful because it feels like uh, you know, we were talking about someone talked about virtual, but it's like virtual holy companions together that we're virtually joined together, you know, to walk through these obstacles together. So I'm excited to see what happens. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi. Hi, I'm Francis. Yeah, it feels really beautiful that um, that you guys just choose to devote a whole weekend and be with us and immerse in this topic of trust. And over the years, I realized this topic is so um, so dear to a lot of the the course friends because we all know that um, we actually are very much trusting, but trusting the ego. As we grow up, we trust the judgment that we hear in our mind. We hear, we trust the way we perceive things. We trust the laws of this world. We, we, we have developed a lot of trust, but it's in the ego, in the thought system, and which, you know, bring us a lot of pain and confusion and suffering. So there is a deep yearning to to start to trust something else, something real, something that is the great comforter, something that is the guide that can guide us out of this misery and that can convince us that we are in, inside, we have this strength, not that we're all weak and hollow inside. So... I just feel this is a very deep topic and it is the foundation of a life of miracles and a life of joy and happiness. And this is not just something you switch on and off. It's, it, it is developed. It's almost like a, a muscle. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you know, you switch from using something else and then you, you switch to develop like something that is already built in, but just have been put aside and ignored over a long period of time. And, and, and I feel like this is, like Lisa and David and everybody is saying, it's a life. It's a life. It's a habit. It's a, it's a life of trust. And um, so I just feel, 
yeah, very honored to to be here and to see that you are here. That we're going to dive very deep into this this topic, just merging our mind and、um, experience what the spirit want us to experience this weekend. So. Jesus、uh, places trust in very high regard. <laughs> There's a, a few beautiful lines here. I just thought I'd read out, and then the introduction to,、uh, or the the trust section in the, the the characteristics of a teacher of God. So, trust would settle every problem. Now,、uh, we can actually do a whole session just on that line, actually. And I think、uh, some of these lines really are just. Rattled off like cliches, and I'd really like to undo some of these cliches. I think, of course, in miracles, because that is just such an amazing line. Trust would settle every problem now. Complete trust in the spirit, like it's just amazing, <laughs> just amazing. This is the introduction, so I'm, I'm going to try not to get too carried away.、Um, God's trust in you is limitless. It's just amazing, and then Jesus says, "My trust in you is without limit." From chapter thirteen, so all this trust is littered throughout the the course, which I just love, and this is a couple of beautiful sentences. My trust in you is greater than yours in me at the moment, but it will not always be that way. Your mission is very simple. You are asked to live, so as to demonstrate. That you are not an ego, and I do not choose God's channels wrongly. Man, <laughs> just love Jesus' words. So, section four of the manual for teachers is what are the characteristics of a teacher of God. So, I'll just read the two paragraphs. From trust to start with, and then we might read about the development of trust later. Trust. This is the foundation on which their ability to fulfil their function rests. Perception is the result of learning. In fact, perception is learning, because cause and effect are never separated. The teachers of God have trust in the world because they have learned it is not governed by the laws the world made up. It is governed by a power that is in them, but not of them. It is this power that keeps all things safe. It is through this power that the teachers of God look on a forgiven world. When this power has once been experienced, it is impossible to trust one's own petty strength again. Who would attempt to fly with the tiny wings of a sparrow when the mighty power of an eagle has been given him? And who would place his faith in the shabby offerings of the ego when the gifts of God are laid before him? What is it? That induces them to take the shift. It's the development of trust.、Mm. Mm. Stay tuned. And as I look around, when you mentioned channels, really, that I, I look around the room and I look on the screen there, and I just see, wow! Look at this gathering of the channels of God.、Mm. That it is very holy、uh, to be called to be a channel of God's love, and and we all know that we will need ever increasing trust to fulfill that that role, and that as Jesus says, Michael just read it, that the trust from Jesus to us is at the beginning, at the moment is. Is greater, but then as you live a life of trust, as you keep practicing 
listening and following and listening and following and you gain confidence in listening to that power that is not of this world, that is still dealing, the Holy Spirit is still helping us with our perceptions of the world, but it's, but this power does not come from the world, the power comes from God, then we start to be more empowered, more feeling more whole, more complete, and wow, it's great to think of yourself as a channel, a channel of God's love, because that is where you're you're heading, that's what you're being used for in coming to that experience of being a, a, a witness of God's love. And we were talking today, we had a meeting earlier today, and we were just looking at those two words, living miracles. Mm. Really, the, the living part is, is uh, important for us, because miracles are expressions of love, extensions, but, but they're, they're a powerful <clears throat> experience. And they're very helpful in transforming our mind, transforming consciousness. And it's not just memorizing concepts, it's not uh, repeating rituals, it's not uh, repeating verbal prayers necessarily, or all of the, the ways that spirituality has been attempted. Uh, in the I Need Do Nothing section of the Course, Jesus says that uh, these ways, you know, fighting against sin and contemplation and long hours of meditation and different things, they will succeed because of their purpose, but your way will be different. Your way will be a means of saving time for everybody, and that means is holy relationship. And the only way to go into the experience, the actual experience of holy relationship, of feeling that connection with everyone and everything is to trust. And as Francis mentioned, it's not like trust is something like on a scale of one to ten. It's more that, that the mind that believes this world is real has put trust in the ego belief system and, and the programming of the past. And so, you know, sometimes you may feel like, well, I'm just beginning my journey of trust you may even say to yourself, I have very little trust. It's better to say, well, I have invested my trust thus far in the ego, and now I'm going to divest my trust from the ego, and I'm going to invest my trust in the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit. So instead of being like on a scale of one to ten, it's more like you're just, you have a, a pie of all this trust, and now you're just shuffling the, the pie around, you're turning it around and saying, I give it to you, Holy Spirit. I, I would rather have miracles come to replace the fear and the grievances and the guilt and the pain that was there before. So, I'm excited. These first nights of the retreats are always so exciting for me because here we are all online and you have been having your miracles, you've been experiencing miracles, and I feel like this is always a great opportunity to hear what is on your heart, mm. the prayer of the heart. Mm. What is it? What is it that you've come to bring as a gift, or what is it that you're, you're looking to be shown uh, during this weekend? It's kind of a way of introducing yourself to all your mighty companions, your other holy channels, <laughs> the meeting of the channels, and then to start to introduce and share yourself with each other. And uh, doing it kind of in a brief way, since the time flies by so fast, but also uh, it, it's just so important for us to, uh, to see you and hear from you. And uh, just this past week, uh, I remember seeing these witnesses to it, and some of you probably have been following along because we have Jenny and Greg down in South America, and we have Kirsten and Ricky heading over to the East Coast and down to Florida, and then Eric, Eric Archbold is is traveling. He's down in, uh, he's been in Arizona, and all, with all three, even though They've been traveling for many, many years. I don't know if you noticed, but there was these opportunities that rose up with all 
three of them to, to, to strengthen and deepen in their trust. And that's what I love about going on the road. I, I happen to see on Facebook that, that Jenny and Greg, um, they had a flight canceled and then all these flood of enc holy encounters and miracles happened after the flight was canceled. With Kirsten and Ricky, they flew from uh, Salt Lake City to Cincinnati where we have our little peace house and they went in the backyard to start up the car that is waiting there for them, our trusty Honda Civic, and it wouldn't start. So I was in a meeting at the temple and then all of a sudden uh, we were having a big discussion, Francis, like Kirsten's trying to call you, and I looked at my phone, which I had off, and it's all voicemail, call, message, all these things. They were trying to get a hold of uh, me so that I could tell somebody at AAA <laughs> to let them come out. And sure enough, they, they had a holy encounter, and that was with that. And then with Eric, uh, he was down there, and I just saw him do a video where he was on the road, and he just was taken down from Sedona to Phoenix. Some of you might have seen that video where he got down there, and he had fear come up, a lot of fear come up, because Eric's been with us, and some of you might know the story of Eric. Uh, I met him and he came to one of our devotional retreats in Cincinnati, but he was, uh, he had a mortgage and all kinds of credit card debt, and he was a hypnotherapist at the time, and he came to this devotional, and I think in the span of one or two weeks, he went through this major dismantling of, he had to just let go of some of the things that we've heard from tonight, of people loosening from jobs, relationships, everything, and uh, he was loosening from, what do I do with my debt, and my mortgage, and my career, and all these things. And he's, at the end of it, he said, are you hearing something? And I said, I'm hearing uh, minstrel. And he said, minstrel? What's, he had to go look up what minstrel was, a traveling minstrel, with a, his guitar, and receiving all these songs from spirit, and going and traveling all over. Well, here was the minstrel, all these years later, with all this fear coming up in uh, in Phoenix because uh, he was just dropped off down there and um, he didn't know where he would stay. Some of you remember from our previous online retreat uh, where our friend, uh, who was it that was in the hospital? Pete James. Pete James was there. He was our last one on the online retreat uh, talking to us from his hospital bed. That's where Eric ended up staying. He ended up staying in the hospital with an extra bed in Pete's hospital room. And that's what I mean by you're provided for, but you just don't know how it's going to look. You know, you may need to call AAA to start your car. They ended up having to get a new battery, uh, Kirsten and Ricky, so they could drive down to Florida. Eric starts off first night in a hospital room, uh, and then uh, it's just with Jenny and Greg, everything unfolded. These miracles happen, but it's just loosening your control of thinking you have to know how things are going to be handled. You know, that idea that you're personally in charge of taking care of the body. You know, that's laughable to the angels. The angels see that we're so entitled to be beautifully cared for, but that was what all those years on the road for me were showing me miracle after miracle, like, I got your back. I've got this handled, like you're, you're going to have always places to stay, people to hug you and love you, uh, food to eat, a roof over your body, whatever you seem to need when you serve as a channel of God, it all comes in, but not the way that the ego expects it to come in. That's the thing. It's the key thing is that you are not personally responsible for making your path clear. You are not personally responsible for how things are to work out. And that was the hardest thing for me was to let go of the control of thinking that I had enough past learning with life experiences and all my training and programming and 10 years of university. I really believed 
that I knew enough from the past to survive, to protect the body, to, to guide me in how it would go. And then the whole work with Jesus and the Holy Spirit was saying, no, you don't really know anything. You've, you've got all these false associations and you need to have opportunities to be shown that you're taken care of, but not in the way that you believe that you'll be taken care of. And so we've had, living this life of trust, we've had so many experiences like that. Things show up, people call, things drop in, and we are just delighted with every occurrence of that. It's like we're flowing along in the morning, we wake up, we have a morning joining or a morning meeting, we don't know how it's going to occur, we don't know how the day is to unfold, we don't really have a, a, a agenda. We may have some floating ideas that are there, but really it's like opening up the Spirit, okay, show us the way. And, and every day as we're clueless to how the day is to unfold, it unfolds so miraculously as we cluelessly walk through it uh, and, and really experience the miracle. To me, that's it. Well, I was loving uh, Svava's song because it's God's plan. And it's, and you know, we, we think that our plan is better than God's plan. And just one of the things I know for myself, just living every day, it's like I need not take thought for the morrow that God's plan, this trust without having any obstacles to even thinking, you know, how I'm going to make something happen. Like, Whatever we're doing, it's just we say yes to, and then we watch it happen, and and we're not doing it. It's showing us how to do it, which is really interesting. It's like, wow, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I love the mystery to watch and feel the experience of the Spirit doing it through us. That, you know, trust does settle every problem now, you know, and just this experience I guess I get so excited because like it's like that was so, it's so developed as we're like sorting out, sorting out. And he talks about that, you know, how we're sorting out. And we seem to be letting go of things. Seems like things are being taken away. It's almost like he's clearing out, you know, the past of our ideas of what we think happiness is and showing us what a, a whole nother way. And, and, you know, someone said in the beginning, you know, it's like learning to trust our brothers who are one with us, you know, like that's been, I know our relationships with each other is truly like not people. We're not trusting people. We're trusting God. And I know that when I said the prayer, you know, I want to go all the way and I want to, you know, jump. And it just feels like we're constantly, well, we, I doesn't feel that way anymore. I used to feel like I was jumping off cliffs. And then I go to the next cliff and then it would be good. And, but for me, what I saw was it wasn't really people. I have emotion about this because I was scared, but I was trusting God was bringing in the people that I needed to join with. Like I know when in the beginning for me with Jason, I always love to tell this parable because he said, have you ever really ever trusted anybody? <laughs> and I said, and I really thought about it. I thought, no, I haven't. And, and you know, like I thought I actually have never trusted anybody. I, I really only trust myself. And, and I build all these defenses over like with my, all of my identities, my money, my careers, and just all these defenses. So I didn't have to trust anyone or be dependent on anyone but myself. And so when I start really started opening up, uh, Jason showed up. You show p different ones showed up in my life, and Jason said, uh, "Why don't we like have a an exercise, like an experiment? Why don't you know? Why don't you trust me to hear and to trust and follow?" It was my first experience, and I thought, "You're out of your mind." At first, but one of the things that I knew. Yeah, just like I had prayed, <laughs> you know, it's like, be careful what you pray for. You just might get it that I prayed that, that someone would show up that I, you know, that I could be in a holy relationship and, 
deepen my relationship with God. And Jason showed up, and I thought I didn't have really anything to lose at the time, but just this sorting out for myself. So he would hear something, and I'd, I'd hear what I'd hear. You know, he'd say, well, I'm hearing you should do this. You should whatever he was telling me to do. And the gift was is I got to see my own thoughts against what was being guided. Does that make sense? Like, so he would hear it, and then I'd hear something else. And so then it was a willingness for me to let go, but not to Jason and not to people, but to really open up to this expansiveness to God. You know, oh, okay, like, I really don't know. That's what I believe, but I'm willing that maybe I could be wrong. Like, I'm just going to have an experiment here. And it's never stopped, actually. It was like that. describing the crack open. Yeah. Like, like I say that, that people, remember, Jesus says in the Course that, he says in the Course, the ego peopled the world. Isn't that an amazing line? The ego peopled the world. He's just turned the word people into a verb. Jesus has turned the word people into a verb. The ego peopled the world, like projected all of them out there. And then uh, I remember the Bible said, God is no respecter of persons. That one's for you, Eric. <laughs> God is no respecter of persons. So what Lisa's describing is, she's coming together, and she's used to these stream of thoughts, and then, then Jason's saying, just trust me. I think I remember, I heard this parable when Jason told it. He said, just trust me, whether I'm right or wrong, I want you to just trust me. And, and Lisa's like, are you kidding me? That's the way you started off, whether I'm right or wrong, trust me. That's what he said. He right. said, whether I'm right or wrong, just trust me. I remember Let's that. do this. As a, as a it beginning. Was, it was a beginning. It was our very beginning relationship. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's something I never actually ever did. I never actually trusted anyone. So I thought anything that he would say to me, I'd watch what I would hear, like he'd say, we need to carry this wood out to the barn to get whatever. Like, really, we were in Kentucky at the time. Yeah. And he'd say, we need to carry this out. And I'm thinking, this is totally ridiculous. I think he's absurd. Uh, whatever. But I was willing to look at those thoughts, like, clearly and say, I'm going to trust. Not Jason, but God. Like, yeah. I'm going to follow God. And this guy's showing up and... And so then he would hear, he said, well, I'm hearing this, you know, and then yeah. I would, it was like, I was just deleting my own judgments, really yeah. my own interpretations. Yeah. And, and I loved when, when we heard the, the talk about getting out of autonomy, because you could think that every person, every person or personality, pers persona means mask, but let's say a person is a construct invented by the ego. That's really a, a, a preference package. It's just an autonomous walking preference package. Okay? That's that A, autonomous walking preference package. A-W-P-P. -P. That's what people are. They're autonomous walking preference packages. And now how are you gonna, how are you gonna be a channel of God if you're just an autonomous walking preference package? You're not, how are you gonna do it? So you need to, you need to have a can opener. You need to have something that's gonna like, or if this is a walnut, you need to crack the nut. If you, if this is a, a walking personal preference package, whatever I said, I can't remember these things. Forget the acronym. Yeah. That, that you have to crack it open. So, so many times I see people come together and they say, okay, let's be mighty companions, you know, let's work this together and everything. And you just tell me what your guidance is and, and I'll tell you what I feel. And one person says, I'm feeling inspired by this and this and this and this. And then the other person says, not feeling it, not feeling it. And then the next thing, no, nope, not feeling it. Why not feeling it? Why never feeling anything? Because the, the nut isn't cracked. You know, we kind of live in spiritual communities, so we've been practicing listening to the Holy Spirit for so many years, it's become a habit that when somebody shares an inspiration expression, usually there's smiling faces and a bunch of nodding heads around. 
quickly confirming mm. the guidance. Mm. And how quickly and joyfully you go through the day when you share an inspiration. We had this thing recently where um, there was this contest. I, I could just feel Francis going up to Iceland, uh, Francis and JP. So I said, hey, there's this contest you can enter and you can, you know, you have to write some blogs and give them your your social media pages and do all this and this and then and then you get to go to Iceland and and they they put you in an apartment they pay you money and then you can go around Iceland and then after you do your trip around Iceland all expenses paid then they send you around the world to visit places and blog so that's a cool thing so JP and and Francis they applied and they didn't win <laughs> they didn't win the contest but then I said, but it's such a cool idea, you should go anyway. <laughs> it, it, you were so sparked by it, and then that's what they did today. They, the last couple of days they booked their tickets to New York City and to Iceland. And they're going up in an adventure, maybe stay with Suavezant or go rent a car and drive around Iceland and, you know, and shine their light and be happy. But these are the little, the little things that that come in, you know. I, Lisa had had a, a visitor that came and fertilized her her plant today. Uh, she's got a nice balcony, and she had a nice plant there. And ISO came and did a little fertilizing for her. Uh, you know, it, no need At is five o'clock in the morning. At five o'clock in the morning, you know, she receives a visitation. I used to, she's like, "What's from happening?" The from the cat, yeah. But you start to be just happy. Because you don't know what's going to happen, and you don't really know, you don't have an idea, you know, you don't have a future goal. But you want to be happy, and you want to be swept up in that happiness, you want to be, you want to be taken over by that happiness. And the Spirit always knows what's best for us. The Spirit not only cracks open that, that nut, and gets to the core of, of, of the love that's buried inside of that shell, inside of that mask, but in the most glorious way, with so many convincing miracles. And that's, that's really the prayer of our hearts. We're, we're just wanting to be cracked open. Really. We don't know the way it's going to happen, but it, we know it's going to be joyful. It's beautiful. We had one of those cracking open sort of events we were supposed to... It was Melanie and I were actually in a, um, going to be going into a house, and we were ready to move in. And literally, the day we're about to go in, it just wasn't available. And we said, okay, what are we going to do? And it's like, and so there's all this breakdown. There was actually this real sort of breaking down of going, oh my God, what are we going to do? We've got nowhere to live. What are we going to do? And it was like this expression session. And this, I think this is an important part of trust that we'll be going into a bit, is undoing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. It's really, it was really just this deep, sadness and anger even both were coming up about not having a home and then really just allowing it up and just giving it over and just really wanting to see it differently we could really see that there is no home in this world there was no home and it was a real powerful sort of time for us where we just really thought no our home is with God our home can't be possibly anywhere in this world it's just not of this world it's got to be with God so we just gleefully said oh let's jump in the car and go. You know, we had a little tiny Honda Civic <laughs> and we just travelled for months actually. We were on the road uh, and we were just very happy to sleep in the car. And we just thought, oh, I'll sleep in the car or even on the side of, on the, side of the road. Don't ma doesn't matter because our home was with God. But of course, we were just totally carried and cared for. It was just like this gleeful and just joyful, holy encounters, miracles all the way along the way. Wouldn't have wanted any better. So grateful we didn't have this house. You know, yeah. It was like this, but it was this huge undoing and so we just don't know how it's going no. to come, you know, what's going to happen. How are you going to get cracked open? Well, you just can't judge it. There is, you know, there is no mistakes. All things work together for good and there are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment. So, yeah. yeah. And Michael was a CEO of a company that built houses. <laughs> so he's, he went from building houses for people and planning and having to look way into the future for the trends and when this is done and we have to do this, we have to sell the house so we can afford to build the next house. You, you were telling me recently, it was such a future-oriented self-concept. 
And then I do remember, because I went down to Australia, and I remember that, that Honda Civic hatchback, that little, there was a hatchback, they were living, that was their house. And I mean, there was so much stuff packed in that thing, I can tell you, it was like, packed full, but they were just, for a couple months, just living, that was their house, it wasn't like a, a mobile home or a trailer, it was a, a Civic hatchback, and, and that was part of the undoing and the dismantling of the previous self-concept. That took a lot of time and energy, future focus, there was worry, anxiety, concern, with being the CEO of a company that builds houses to going and living in a hatchback, a little Honda Civic hatchback. I think we're doing a commercial here for Honda. <laughs> it's the fourth time I've mentioned it. But, you know, it, it really was a good, you know, it, these are the kind of parables that it's good to know that as you pray to the Spirit, like, please, I just, you know, like uh, saying, please dissolve my the person away. I only want to be in you. I only mm -hmm. want to know you. I want to know myself as an idea in the mind of God, not as a person, not as a, a preference package. I, do, I don't want to, to feel that. I don't want the heaviness of feeling personal responsibility with with the body and the house and all of the 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 roles and duties that that the ego made up to keep us in a in a pool of guilt so we would feel heavy and tiny and and restricted you know we want to soar and every one of us have had these experiences i mean if you go around the whole room here you could go around i'm surrounded by people in this whole studio that have gone through they could write books they could do you could do a, a whole week a weekly ret retreat on just the undoing and the dismantling that has occurred and the faith and trust that has risen up in place of of that fear and control it's just amazing <laughs> just amazing we have a, it's amazing to live this way yeah it's like I, I feel so honored just to share the good news because it it just feels like just yeah, just amazing. Actually, that these blocks, I keep hearing that, I can't even remember what it is, like every bar will be removed. The, what's the, it's the bar? It's like, like every step that you take. No stones to trip on. And no obstacles. No obstacles. To, yeah, it's a living experience. It's, it's, it's way out of the books. It's like step by step building that relationship with the Holy Spirit and, that we've all had to do walking through those lions and tigers and snakes, but like to really, you know, be so committed to, to your own healing, actually looking at your own blocks, you know, that that's the thing, looking at seeing what's, what you really believe. That's what I know that I had to do. It's very humbling. Actually, it's very humbling to realize. And I'd heard somebody say that actually you don't know the way. You know, to really say, I do not know the way, but I want to open to be shown the way. You know, and there's such a defense in that to really let go and just keep taking one step at a time, one step at a time. It's being built over and over again. You know, this openness, this open-mindedness. It's funny because in, uh, in the development of trust, the last characteristic of the teacher of God is open-mindedness. So it's like taking us with that trust. He needs us to trust. And he says it can be a long period, but you go to the end and then your mind is open where there's no more obstacles, nothing to bar the way mm -hmm. from the spirit to use you then. And it's not, and it's for your joy. It's for you to be, he wants to, uh, I feel like every day our life is a mystery. There is no plan. Even today we had so many things, but we just showed up. We didn't have a plan. We're just jumping in and and just jumping in and seeing like it, it isn't even like the thought of like oh we got to jump in anymore. It's just natural. It's like oh this is the natural thing. This door's opening and that door's opening and this is where we go and that's is what we're doing. Oh we're going to book a ticket, okay? And you know whatever it is, each day it's like oh and we'll go there and it just feels so natural. There's no more thoughts that are blocking this stream it's a stream yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, well, I just was thinking, you know, because David was saying, like, in this room, there are so many miracle stories of just trust. Because I was looking here behind the scene, and we have Susanna and we have Marga, their mother and daughter. And I met them separately in Holland. My Marga and I felt this huge calling for God years ago. And she never really made it to any retreats or, or any visit to the community. And then Susanna, being the daughter, just jumped in, jumped off the cliff and saying, okay, I'm going. And then Marga, being the mother, suddenly have no daughter to look after anymore. She has no excuse. <laughs> she, she basically say, okay, I, I can't say that I have a daughter to take care of i'm on my now i'm going for god too so she 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 applied for the mystery school last year and she didn't really have the finance and we're full completely full and she applied in the last minute because she just suddenly feeling okay i'm gonna look after my calling for god and Two days before the mystery school, Lisa called her because one of the the participant died and <laughs> left <laughs> left a scholarship for anyone of our choice. And so the prayer was to invite Marga to come, and and then Susanna was there, the daughter was there, and the mother mother daughter re reunion, but not because. That they, they choose each other, so to speak. They, they followed the calling of their heart. So when they reunite with such a beautiful purpose, it was so strengthening for them individually. Like, okay, there is no sacrifice. Nothing is left behind. And all that is, is just, I'm going for God and see that God look after all of us. So it's just very, very, Convincing, and everybody has so many miracles like that. So she got to be at the wedding too, and then the, <laughs> right, and then the thing is, the daughter, the daughter, cascading miracle, decided to marry in that very month. Heard the guidance, okay, we're gonna get married, and Marga never expected. Okay, the daughter is went went for a monastic life. I will never see her again. I haven't met the, the son-in-law. Now she suddenly showed up at the wedding because of this mystery school. So it was just like everything was orchestrated. And I, I, I remember all of that because it's like we're trying to put so many things in the documentary that we shot in that one month, all these miracles. But there is no way we can explain because mm -hmm. every single miracle is like a whole movie of its own. So there is no way I can explain. So in the end, I just, I just give up. I, I'm not putting any explanation. And people are like, it's not clear who is who. I said, I, I don't care. Cause I feel it. I feel it when I watch it. I know it all. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> that was beautiful, really. Thank you. Thank you.